Hello everyone, welcome back to Weird Wednesday. Today we have a very special guest, our first male guest ever, Tim Ferraro. Mm-hmm. Ferraro. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we actually don't know each other that well, right? Like, we've probably hung out like two or three times. Yeah. Here, I'm gonna move this so it's like... And it's all been like, with large groups of people too. Yeah. How do we, oh, we first met. <laughs> At a Southie bar, you paid me 20 bucks to eat a dog treat. (laughs) I don't even think you remember me, because the second time we met, you were like, that was you? (laughs) I was like, yeah, that was me. Hell yeah. But that's the kind of shit I do at bars. Yeah, and that was the, um, that was the big snow day, right? Oh, I don't know. I think it was the big snow day. It was a while ago. And then, I don't know who, someone was handing out dog treats. Oh, that wasn't Ace's treat? Oh, by the way. By the way, uh, Tim's dog is just laying here like such a good boy. Yeah, he's a big, good boy. Big German Shepherd vibes. Oh, Ace is such a cutie. We're in Tate right now in Southie, and Ace is just making himself at home, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that wasn't Ace's treat. That was a random dog treat you just had. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I think someone was handing them out, and then <laughs> I kept going up to people and saying, I'll give you 20 bucks if you eat this. How much money were you out? Or was I the well, only one the only, who did it? You were the only one that fit bit, yeah, oh unintended. I would have done that for five bucks, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the kind of shit I did. So get. I remember, I was asking all these people, and then I, I think you were with Megan and Erica. I was, And yeah. those girls. <clears throat> and I was like, I'll give you 20 bucks if you eat this. <laughs> you didn't even say yes or no, you just took it and you ate it. And then, you said, and then you said, now you have to eat it. And I took a bite of it, <laughs> and I took like two bites or two chews that I just spit okay, it out. Okay, I know. You were kind of dramatic about it. It wasn't that bad. It honestly just tasted like a bland like, like, like r- roll. No? Rain. Yeah, it was just it was gross. Oh, well, gross. I didn't think it was that bad. I would have eaten like three more if you gave me 60 <laughs> more bucks. <laughs> okay, so um, let's start this off. Basically, the way this is going to work, it's going to be like my coffee shop talks that I have with Lucy. We're just going to do like a little Q&A and talk about life. Sure. Um... I want to just get in the head of a guy because I think as a girl and you know I've had so many conversations with my friends about this like I think there's like a general stereotype and I don't know if it's stereotype or if this is just the truth mm-hmm. and we'll dive into this okay. that women you know a, you have a woman who's the same age as a man and the woman is just more emotionally mature, mature at like you know in your early 20s maybe mm-hmm. throughout your 20s and then I feel like for men, it takes a little bit longer for them to have that emotional maturity click or to like really take yeah. care of their mental health and like dive into, yeah, I don't know, their own brains. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll talk about that. Um, we, I, it's funny because we had no plan to do this podcast episode as of like a week ago. I think we were just out at a bar in yeah. Southie the past weekend. You were like, have me on the podcast. Yeah. And I was like, why do you want to be on the podcast? And you're like, I'm good, at, I'm good at it. Like, I journal, I care about mental health. And I was like, it sounds like you're the guy to come on. Yeah. <laughs> because I just feel like men's mental health is not talked about enough. And like, it's important to like feel your feelings as a guy and journal and do that kind of stuff. So yeah. we talk about all that. Sure, let's do um, it. But before we do, give, give a brief intro about just maybe like age, where you live, Okay. Where you went to school, what you do for work. Okay, uh, I'm 27. I live in Southie. <laughs> I'm moving back to, I'm from Rhode Island. I'm moving to Newport in two weeks, so I'm going back home. I went to Salve Regina, so Newport at heart. Mm. And I'm in software sales, so that's not really what I planned on doing in my life, but ended up here, so I love it. I wouldn't take it back for a thing. I enjoy it. Did you move to the city for work? Yeah, I moved to Boston in 2018. I got a job at HubSpot, and then since right. then I've moved to different companies. But yeah, right. that, that's why I came here. All right, so let's get into it then. I asked you guys for questions on my stories, and you know I'm going to ask these in no particular <laughs> order, so this might be a little chaotic. Okay. Um, but we're just going to do it. Sure. The first one is so you're 27. Yeah. How have you matured since college? Maybe talk about just in general what you were like in college and yeah. how you're different now. Um, I think in, in college, I was, I, I like to have fun, I like to go out, I like to do all these things that all my friends did, but I had a girlfriend pretty much the entire time in college, ah, so okay. 
I wasn't too much of a party animal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would go out and have fun, but I think how I've matured since college is when I was 18, 19, 21, 22. Yeah. I kind of just flew by the seat of my pants and did whatever I wanted. I didn't really have any idea of what I wanted to do. I had things that were important to me, but I didn't really understand like who I was, what was important, so on and so forth. So I think in terms of maturity level and how I've changed, I think I've started to uncover more of like what's important to me, yep. who I want in my life, who I don't want in my life, who I am, who I'm not, things along those lines. I think I'm the same person in terms of what I like to do. Yeah. But definitely from the mental aspect of growing up and understanding that I can become the person I want and this, these are the steps that I have to take rather than, the, rather than just, oh, this is what I want to do. Okay, yeah, this sounds cool. Exactly. So you're doing things with more intention, it sounds like. Sure. You know what's funny, too, is I'm kind of going through a, a little bit of a quarter-life crisis. I just went through a breakup or I'm going through a breakup. I'm, you know, 25, about to get kicked off my parents' health insurance. Like mm-hmm. that kind of quarter-life crisis and I feel like, you know, I don't feel that purpose in my career, that kind of stuff. And one of the things you just said that I think is interesting is that, you know, your hobbies and what you like to do don't really change, Mm -hmm. like, since you were little. And I think one of the things I actually did to kind of figure out, like, what I want to do with my life, like, what makes me happy, what gives me purpose, is write down what I liked doing as a kid. Yeah. And I don't know if you agree with that, but... Right when you said that, I was just thinking in my head. When I was a kid, I was active and I did all these things and now I'm still active and I yeah. do all these things. I journaled when I was a kid. I still journal. Yeah. I like to draw. I just started drawing again in the sense of like I've been, I've been making skateboard decks for my friends. I'll paint them and draw What's on a, them. What's a skateboard like, deck? Like a skateboard. Like real life skateboards? I'm yeah. imagining that little one that you flip with your fingers. No, like a legit skateboard deck. Oh. I go and I buy a skateboard deck from the store. I paint it and then I draw on it. And then what you have to laminate it somehow, right? So you put uh, polyethylene on it, so it gets all shiny. But oh, you sand it, dope. put paint on it, draw on it, paint. The house. So you liked painting or drawing as a kid, and now yeah. that you're doing that again, do you feel like, oh wow, like yeah. why didn't I do this for so many years? Yeah, that's how I feel too. It's so crazy. Like my whole thing since middle school was I wanted a restaurant, and I was I remember in math class I was like drawing my logo. It yeah. was called Minted horrible name for a restaurant with like a little mint leaf yeah but for some reason I love doing like little bubble letters yeah and I, and I wrote it down all the time yeah and then somewhere along the way between high school and college I completely forgot about that dream and that thing that I love since I was like little and I just think that's so crazy um, I think that's like really good advice though like if you're ever struggling with like your purpose or like not doing things with intention like mm-hmm. go back to like what you liked doing as a kid yeah it's- and like it doesn't change that much. And it's interesting, too, because when I was younger, I wrote 10 rules for life for myself. Wow, you were a pretty self-aware kid, huh? And, <laughs> but I was, like, not a kid. I was, like, 16, 17. Okay, but still kind of a kid. And, and I wrote 10 rules for life for myself, and I went back and I read them a few months ago. And I took some out. I changed some. But they were so almost like spot on to what I'm doing now. That's so crazy. And it was so weird because I wrote them, I forgot about them, and then they just came into my life. Wow. That's crazy, and it's a decade later. That's awesome that you keep the stuff you write. Yeah. I, I gotta do that. I'm such a perfectionist that, like, if I have something from a few months ago, I'll, like, throw it out. So I'm like, yeah. well, that was a past me. But yeah. I think that's really cool that you keep that stuff. Yeah. And you're able to look back on it, like, yeah. 10 years later and be like, whoa, mm-hmm. not, not much has changed. Cool. All right. Um, next question, and this is the one that I kind of hinted at. There's a stereotype that men don't show their emotions as much. How do you feel about this? Is this <clears> something that's ever been present in your life, like, personally? Or is it something that you've noticed? Like, would that you I, agree with this? That I haven't shown emotion or people around I me? I guess both. So, like, have you ever felt like you were emotionally closed up or that you had a wall up? And then sure. have you noticed that in your friends? Yeah, I think everyone, guy or girl, has put a wall up at some point. I think the stereotype of guys being more closed off than women, I guess it depends on what type of person you are and mm-hmm. the people that you hang around with. I have always been a fairly emotional person in the yeah. sense of 
I'll say what I feel and I'll say what's on my mind. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's yeah. not worth saying. But <clears throat> I think for the most part, a lot of times guys feel some need to act like everything's okay because they're big, like big tough guy and they don't want to feel like they are vulnerable to a certain situation. Do you agree? I do agree. Do you think that's a societal thing? Or do you think... I don't want to say societal, actually, actually, because I feel like... Or I've, I've learned that that's something that's passed down from generations, and it's something that, you know, you know a boy will learn from his father. Well, sure. Like, well, think, think about this. Like, and I was just talking to Maddie about this the other day. She was talking about her grandfather. Yeah. And some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth. Yeah. Think about growing up in the 40s or the 50s completely different versus now like there's certain things that you can say then that you can't say now there's certain yes. things that you can do that you would get away with and now if you did it it's not it's culturally culture. appropriate <laughs> yeah. right so that's a good point you brought up of, of things being passed down because back then you could do and say whatever the fuck you wanted yeah. am I allowed to swear on this I'm sorry oh absolutely okay. <laughs> I swear you could, all the time you, you could do and say whatever you wanted and I think now it's interesting because people are learning how to, quote unquote, become a man from yeah. the men they surround themselves exactly. with. Exactly. And I think you're seeing a big shift in how guys are acting now because people are realizing that it's okay to not be okay or it's okay yeah. to be vulnerable or it's okay to feel something. Look at the MMA fighter who just won a fight and then came on the mic. I forget his name. Instead of congratulating anyone, Started talking about men's mental health. Yeah. So I think now <clears throat> the stereotype, it's true, but it's also, I feel, changing in the sense where men, including myself, feel like it's okay to feel something, yeah. even if it's not a good feeling. And that's, I really hope that continues <laughs> to yeah. happen. And yeah. because, I don't know, I think just. Be, having a self-awareness or asking for help or letting people know you're not okay is such an important thing and I just think you know a lot of men don't understand that but hopefully we have people that set the pave the road and show other yeah. guys that it's okay I think it starts with one guy you know I feel like it's that like trickle-down effect like if you see your friend being open and see how much it helped them like you're gonna want to be open you know well think about this like think about all the guys in your life that you know that are like that including my friends, people that I feel like that are like that as well. Then look at, for example, um, like a big, pre like Justin Bieber or yeah. something is posting about like men's health and this and that. And yeah. like, he's saying himself, he's not okay. He's going through this, he's going through that. So I think if people see that type of stuff or it starts with one person, yeah. but that one person should probably have a bigger voice than if I were to start saying that. Exactly. 100%. I think that's why it's so important for people like Justin Bieber who have these huge platforms. I just love Justin Bieber. I actually love Justin I've been a JB stand my whole life. And I feel like I've been kind of embarrassed to admit it. Because, you know, he went through that like little delinquent child phase. But, like, who didn't? He's my first concert ever. Real? You've been to the concert? In eighth grade. I love that. My you. sisters asked me and I said no. And then they were and like, just imagine how many cute girls. Like, I was oh in, like, my eighth God. grade. Was it a blast? It was the best time of my life. <laughs> It was a great concert. Oh my god, I'm a huge fan of JBs. I have a question. Do you ever like so you have obviously friends and it seems like you're pretty aware of like what ones of which of your friends are more closed off and which are more open. Do you ever try to, as someone who seems self aware and seems like you know it's important to talk about the hard times and not being okay, do you ever try to talk to those friends yeah. that are more closed off? And if so, how do you do it? How do you approach a guy? And I think this can be good advice for, you know, a guy like you who's a friend or a girl who's, you know, dating someone or has someone who they're interested in yeah. who's trying to break that wall down or get someone to open up about something, you know, that they've never opened up <clears throat> yeah. about before. I, I can think of one person on the top of my head now. I'm not going to say any names, but... Of course not. I, um, I always say to him, don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to show humility. And I think if you can relay this that type of information to someone I feel like subconsciously it starts to allow them to open up a bit more yeah. and I'm very blunt with my friends and I'm very straightforward like if I feel like my friends being an asshole and not telling me something or 
being closed off about a situation, I'll just call them out. Yeah. Like, hey, why are you acting like this? Like, what's yeah. wrong? Is it this, this, and this? No. Okay, what is that? I'm not telling you why. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think that's the thing, too, is, like, I feel like everyone's really scared of saying how they feel. Men, men in particular, because they're nervous they're going to hurt someone. And I think, you know, people who are blunt, I'm also very blunt. Like, I will never tell my friends, like, a lie. I will always tell them the truth. If something's upsetting me, I'll tell them. Um, and I kind of have developed relationships with my friends and let them know that that's what I want in return, too. And I think just being honest with each other, regardless of, you know, whose feelings are going to get hurt, is the <coughs> most important thing. I think the truth... There's no point in hiding any part of the truth. Yeah, I think being honest with each other is good, but being honest with yourself is, is more important. Matthew McConaughey calls it being an egotistical utilitarian. Hmm. In the sense of if you are selfish with yourself in a good way, yeah. it's going to impact and provide benefit for most people. Yeah. The phrase That's where the phrase egotistical utilitarian comes from. And I have a friend who is going through a situation right now and he keeps coming to me for advice. What do I do? How do I feel about this? Long story short, there's someone he's interested in, and mm -hmm. it's a long story. And he says, well, I don't want to feel like I'm making them feel bad. I don't want to make, I don't want any, I don't want to burn any bridges. Right. And so finally the other day I said to him, I said, it's great that you think or feel that you don't want to ruin any relationship that that person may have. Mm -hmm. But take a step back and look at what you're doing to yourself. Because you call me every day. Yeah. And then you're talking about the same situation. Yeah. Why don't you just be honest with yourself, not honest with someone else. Be honest with yourself. Yeah. You don't have to talk to anyone about it. You can confront your journal. Go yeah, swim. It figure out. it out. Take a step back and be honest with yourself. Because you're allowing yourself to be closed off and not say anything, exactly. which goes back to the point before of the stereotype of men being yeah. big, macho, strong, sheltered. And it's ruining how you feel, but it's making someone else feel better, but you're giving them a false feeling of what you think. Yeah, it's almost, you know, it always starts with the self-reflection. Yeah. And you have to choose yourself first at the end of every day. And if you don't know how you, you, what your own feelings are, how are you supposed to articulate those feelings to someone else? Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to. I think that's a really good point. Mental health is so messy, you know? And mm -hmm. I think, I don't know. What are your thoughts on therapy? Like, do you see a therapist or do you have... I have. You, you have seen a therapist. I've seen one, yeah. Um, I think seeing a therapist... Well, but I, I have a few feelings about it. I think seeing a therapist to just talk mm -hmm. and express yourself is a good form of, is a good way to build a relationship with a therapist. I think if you're seeing a therapist to solve a particular problem, that's not good. Um, in the sense of, I was going through something in my life and I had never talked to a therapist before. Yeah. And my mom was like, why don't you just try to talk to someone? So I'm like, okay. So I did. And the more her and I started to talk, the more she started to peel back layers right. on things that I didn't think mattered. I was like, I don't give a shit about what my relationship with my dad is like. Like, mm -hmm. I don't care. Yeah. Like, my relationship with my dad's fine. Yeah. It's great. He's exactly. a great dad. Why does that pertain to what I want to know? Yeah. So I think if you want to go see a therapist or talk to a therapist, there's nothing wrong with that. But just be open-minded in the sense that they're just trying to help you. And, yeah. and learn you and figure you exactly. out. Exactly. So then they can prescribe best practices yes. rather than going and saying, my girlfriend broke up with me. Like, Why am I so sad? Exactly. Because then you're, not, you're never going to get an answer because then they're yeah. going to say, I don't know, because you have feelings for him. Yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> this makes sense. Yeah, I think the peeling back of players thing is a really good way to put it. Yeah. I think, and I think it, it and the, the practices you talked about, like, I think the point of therapy, and I'm actually in the middle of looking for a therapist right now is to have that toolkit that everyone talks yeah. about so that once hard things come your way or happy things you know how to deal with them yeah. and cope with them and you know yourself and you know what you've been through so that you can best react to certain situations and yeah. I think you know so many of us go through our lives telling ourselves that you know like you said this relationship with my dad or like my you know one of my siblings passed away at a young age. None of that has anything to do with me now at 26, yeah. 27 years old and why I'm not happy in my relationship or why I can't get over a breakup. And I think, yeah, I agree that, you know, therapy is important, but not for solving problems. Exactly. 
for understanding yourself, mm-hmm. I think. And it's, sure. you know, that's something that your friends and your family can't do because they're always going to have that bias. Exactly. And they're always going <clears> to, <throat> you know, tell you what they think is best for you. For sure. But, but it's so nice having that third party. And I'm excited about it. Yeah, no, it's Updates awesome. to come on that. <laughs> um, let's see. How can I meet good guys in Boston? Do you have any advice for like, I think a lot of these questions were like, what are your thoughts on like hookup culture or like dating or dating apps versus meeting guys out in bars? It seems like a lot of girls just want to know, you know, where they can meet guys. And maybe the problem is that we're all just searching for men, you know, and have these high expectations. But like, what has your experience been like? Or like, can you give any advice on that? On meeting a good guy? Or I guess how to, or like, you know, dating apps versus meeting someone organically. Like, how do you think people should go about looking for someone? Or should you not? Should you just go in with no expectations and not try to meet a guy a specific way? Okay, so I'm a big (laughs) believer that if you go looking for something, you're pretty much just walking with your head down. That's what I think. Mm. I think that if you're seeking out something in the sense of like a relationship, like... It's different for different avenues of your life, but I think that if you continuously look for something, you're basically just walking with your head down the entire time. Right. So, I think a good way to meet people, or a good guy, or even a good girl, is to just continue to do the things that you like to do, whether it's go to a workout class, or Mm -hmm. go to the beach, or do something. You're bound to meet someone that has that similar interest in you, and people, I feel, are more inclined to build a better relationship when they can start on the basis of doing something that's like that foundationally brings them together in terms of right right an activity or something yeah I think you know it's funny I think a lot of girls myself included get wrapped up in like going out to bars and meeting someone but like yeah I think that's okay that's totally okay so I met Maddie I, I think you met Maddie at a bar yeah oh yeah um should we you and Maddie recently started dating, yeah. right? Um, how long had you been single before you guys started dating? Two years. Maddie's wonderful, by yeah, the way. She's such a ray of light, so kind. <laughs> Love her. Good job. Thanks. Um, so you guys started dating when? Uh, last, like last month. Like last month. Boyfriend and girlfriend. It's, it's super new. Last super month. new. Yeah. Okay, and you met her out at a bar. I met, her, I met at Lincoln. Yeah. You met at Lincoln. Did you have mutual friends or anything, or you just? No, I just saw her and. I went up to her. That's Good about for it. You. Yeah, I, d- I just saw her across just... the bar, and I looked at Stock, and I was, I was like, "Who is that?" And then he's like, "I don't know." What did you, if you don't mind me asking, like, what did you say? Like, what was your approach there? Well, we were leaving, and we stopped. Right, we were in the back bar, and we stopped right there. So right, she was at the front bar of Lincoln. And she was in the back. Oh. And then as we were leaving, we stopped for a second, and then they wanted to go somewhere so I was like well let me ask so I turned around and I was like hey I have a question do you think we should leave or should we stay and she's like why the fuck would you leave <laughs> so would you did you guys just hit it off right away no we didn't I was like oh I'm Tim nice to meet you she was like hi Tim and then we started talking <laughs> and then she was talking about her sister's wedding and I was like oh I love weddings I love the dance floor and I said like I'll do a backflip or something like jokingly and she was like did that score you an invite? No. <laughs> it actually, quite the opposite. Oh, no. She was like, I don't think we're getting along. I don't think we're vibing that well. And I was like, I think we're getting along just fine. Oh, my fine. God, I love that. Yeah. Wait, queen energy. Yeah. She said that to you yeah. straight up. She's love like, that. She's like, I don't think we're vibing right now. And I was like, no, I think we're getting along just fine. <laughs> and I just didn't walk away. <laughs> oh, my God, that makes me so happy. Yeah. Wow. So I think that goes to show, I mean, going off my question, like, you can meet someone anywhere. Yes. And... and, and I've, I've had Hinge. I've had a dating app. Like, yeah. What's your experience with that? I just, I hate the idea of. I'm not a judgmental person, so I like I hate judging a book mm-hmm. by its cover, and that's all a yes. dating app is. It's like you're judging a book by its cover. Is this person attractive or not? No. Okay, swipe. Yeah, but that's what you did at the bar, though. No, with Maddie, like you saw her, you didn't know. Yeah, but I was able to talk to her there. Right. Right. Like it, I wasn't through a screen, and I wasn't looking at however many pictures of her and, and like then, judging off and of then her being like, like prompts yeah. yeah and being like oh this prompt's funny like yeah. I could go up to her and talk to her and get and, to know her and and ask what questions see you her smile to and like talk to, yeah, yeah you know what I mean so I think that was a lot 
more, I think meeting someone in person is more impactful because you're able to understand someone a bit more. Right. Rather than having it be on the screen and then you talk for two days and then you go get a drink. Yeah. I Most of the time, everyone looks different anyway. So yeah, it's like. I know. Everyone catfishes everyone <laughs> these days. <laughs> so true. Yeah, okay. I, I like that advice. So, like, as long as you're, if you're number one priority is searching for something instead of just being yourself and being confident in yourself and just having a good time like you're not going to find anyone sure because your priorities are off mm -hmm. you shouldn't have to need anyone to come into your life that night or that day whatever you're doing to have a good time and yeah. to enjoy yourself i agree all right all right all right i like that i like that um <laughs> oh everyone's literally like how can i find a boyfriend um do you guys cry when they're alone just for the good release like girls do? What are your thoughts on crying? I went on my stories the other day and I obviously I went through a breakup, uh, yeah. like having a hard time and I was just, you know, crying and I talked about like how important I thought that was because there's nothing like just releasing those emotions through a good cry. What do you think about crying? I've never had like a good, like I'm going to cry to release something. I can't say that I many of my friends have maybe they have in private but mm -hmm. I've never so how do you get that release is it journal. through journaling yeah just journal okay just write it alright just write All right. it out but so I, that, yeah, I've never sat down and just been like I need to cry and just start crying yeah I think that's where girls and guys maybe are a bit different just like inherently like sensitivity wise mm -hmm. you know and being like having those different emotional releases yeah um, can you talk more about journaling? When did you start? What does journaling look like to you? What kind of things do you journal about? How often? When do you journal? Yeah. Like, break it down. Because I think, and I've started journaling the past couple of weeks, and it's been so therapeutic for me to externalize my thoughts. So, talk about journaling a bit. Um, I started when I was, like, 16. So, middle of high school? Is that that? Yeah, high school. And I started journaling for the reasons, like, oh... I got broken up with. Mm. I'm, I'm so sad. Oh, so you started journaling post breakup, post yeah. high school breakup. Yeah. All right. Um, but I had always just like to, even in elementary school, I would always like write short stories. Yeah. Like for fun. So you always liked writing. I had like a 30 page story when I was a kid about a mouse that lived in my desk. And I'd write like, yeah, it was insane. Oh my God. Um, but <clears throat> I just started to write when I was upset. Yep. And then. I started to write a bit more about just like random stuff. Is your journal empty? What kind of like, do you have just a blank journal? Blank page. Okay. No and lines, no dots, just blank? Lines. Lines, okay. I mean, I've had like 12 over the years, so some okay. are blank pages with lines, some are dots, some yep. are whatever I find, I just yeah, take yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Um, and then I just started to write more about the day and, mm -hmm. how, and how I felt and why I felt this and then I stopped for a little bit and then in college <clears throat> when I went to London I noticed that I was writing more about like experiences yep. like this is this is what I'm experiencing in my life like internally not what I'm seeing but what I'm feeling okay um, and then recently and that's how it was for the, like four years and then recently for the past two years I have noticed that I'm a lot more upbeat and yep. happy and less stressed when I'm writing. Mm. And now I write about like anything. The other day I wrote about like uncovering truth in my life and meaning or like who, who am I not? That's a good prompt. Mm. Like if anyone who wants am I to, not? I like that. I'm going to write that down. Yeah. Like if anyone wants to start journaling, like the first thing I could tell you to say is, is write like, okay, who am I not? And there's this really great quote. And um, it's live your truth, live what you believe, then your truth, then you have your own personal style. Live and what you believe, then your truth. Live what, yeah, so live what you believe, live your truths, then what you believe, then you have your own personal style. And so ah, I okay. think for the past two years, I've been writing more about like just anything like I've been writing like poems I've been writing yeah. who, like who am I not or like a topic about vulnerability or being available for people or myself right. so I read this book Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey mm -hmm. 
It's the best book I've ever read. I love um, Lincoln Lawyer with him in it. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good movie. The book like completely changed my life. It, like, I, it's, All right, I'll write that down yeah, too. Like Always I, need Rex. Yeah, like <laughs> I found it at the right time and it was like a really good book for me to read. And ever since then, the way I've been journaling has been more geared towards like stuff like that. Mm. All right. I like that. Yeah, I think the thing, that, that's such an interesting thing. Like, who am I not? Because I think sometimes it's harder that might be the easier route because I think sometimes I sit down and you know the question that I think we all have for ourselves is who am I what do I love doing and what are my basic needs and what do I need from other people in my life and I think that can be like a really daunting task yeah. having that blank page in front of you and you're like well I don't know who I am but I think that's such an interesting idea like who am I not because then you know who you, you are based on what your answers yeah. to that are Wow, I'm going to try that. They're, also, too, I messed up the quote. It's live what you believe, live the questions first, then what you believe, then you have your own personal style. Questions first, then what you believe. And the questions are like, who am I not? Yeah. What do I like? What, what don't do I like? like? What lights me up? What's my purpose? Yeah. Okay. I like that. Um, <laughs> what would you do if you were 22 again? Is there anything that you would do differently? See a physical therapist? No. See a physical therapist. <laughs> um, if I was 22, what would I do differently? Like, do you have any regrets in your life, or do you not believe in regrets? I personally don't, I mean, but... I, I have things that I wish I didn't do, but I don't regret doing them, because it's part of brought me here now. Um, but I think one thing that I would change when I was 22 is to let myself know that you don't have to have it all figured out. It's not that important. Would you give that advice to someone who's now... Like, would you give that advice to someone like me? Yeah. Anyone? Do you think, like, there's ever a point in time where you have everything figured out? Do you... No. No. I think people are continuously trying to figure stuff out on the daily. No. I think there's obviously points where people are, are at a high in their life. Like, right. Let's say you're a, a mom and you mm -hmm. have the, your dream job and yep. like your dream husband and all this stuff like okay you seem like you got it all figured out yeah. but you don't have to always have an answer mm. I think people oftentimes try to figure things out so quick and try to like understand what's going on or, or figure out who they are that's me yeah, that's, like, that's literally me that's not how it works because if everyone knew who they were then they're I, I don't think there would be any You'd issues you live a pretty boring yeah, life exactly <laughs> That's so funny because I feel like that's that's such good advice for me. I was listening to a podcast episode this morning and they were talking about the unknown and how fucking scary it is. Yeah. And for me, that's like the biggest thing. And I think that's why I'm struggling so badly after this breakup is you don't know what's coming next. And you know, you don't know if that person's ever going to come back into your life and you want answers immediately. But I think the thing about life is like... The answers will come on their own time and like yeah. don't rush something and like if you are rushing something it likely means you're not content with where you are now by yourself alone and like who you are as a person yeah and that's something that I've started to realize that I, I would rather see as exciting rather than confusing is what's next shit I don't know yeah but I'm excited exactly I don't know what's gonna happen and I have an idea Anything. of what's gonna happen in right. a year and six months but like something could completely change and change my life and I'm not stressed about it I'm more excited than I would be worried right I like that um, okay we have like a situational question if a guy doesn't want to date long distance does he just not like you enough to do so or is that a legit reason not to date someone what are your thoughts on long distance I did it I've done it you've done long distance I was in London and then I had a girlfriend and did you have so I guess this question is like a newly a new thing when you moved to London were you and your girlfriend serious like four months mm -hmm. at the time so do you think like do you think distance is an excuse not to date someone even no. if you've been dating them you know I don't know for a few weeks or a month you know um I mean I think it's like new in the sense of like okay you're leaving like maybe we can reconvene when you get back it's been We've been dating for like two weeks or three yeah. weeks, but if you really like the person, if you really like the person, is this an excuse? I don't think so. Or is it more think, just like an effort? Think, I don't think it matters. I think it, I think it's an effort thing. I think that's the most important thing in a relationship is just effort. Right. 
Yeah, I agree with that. If you love someone, if you like someone, whatever it is, you're going to put in the effort. doesn't yeah. matter how many miles are between you. All right. Um, what's your party trick? Backflip? Yeah. Can you do a backflip from just standing? If I'm drunk, yeah. What, what is it about being drunk? Because you're just less nervous about hurting yourself, you think? I feel like I jump higher when I'm drunk. <laughs> Don't we all, though? Yeah, exactly. Don't we fucking all? Exactly. Uh, sometimes I wish... I wish there was, like... I mean, I guess that's anxiety medication. I was going to say, I wish, yeah. like, there was a solution to, like, those couple of drinks that just make you so much more confident. My Yeah, my friend Connor is... His party trick is... He's the best dancer in the room wherever he goes. Mm, and can't relate. <laughs> he'll do... Neither can I. And he'll do a backflip, like, drunk or sober. So recently, for the last... In the past, like, year, whenever I get, like, really, really drunk, I just bang a backflip. Is your goal to do one sober? Sure. Yeah, of course. All right, all right. I like that. I bet, I bet if I went outside, I could do it. I wish I could just, like, fill. <laughs> we could try <laughs> I don't think so. It's pretty early. Yeah, you're right. I don't think so. All right. Do you have vulnerable conversations with your male friends? If so, how? I think we already kind of touched on this. Yeah. Well, I kind of asked you, like, how you get your friends to open up. But, like, how often do you talk to your guy friends about stuff beyond, like, girls and sports? <laughs> I think it's different. I think... Like, the, the better relationship you have with someone, at least for me, the more we'll, like, uncover with each other. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to talk to someone I met last month about my feelings or right, their feelings. Right, but right, I think, yeah. like, my really, really close friends, we have vulnerable conversations quite a bit. Really? I mean, yeah. And, and it's not... Sometimes it just happens. It doesn't, like, lead... Yeah, there's not like we a schedule for yeah. when you guys like are venting. <laughs> yeah, like my friend the other day, we had a really vulnerable conversation because he's really nervous about like what's next, and right. he doesn't know if he wants to leave or stay or or find a new roommate or whatever he wants to do. So I said to him, I was like, dude, just send it, just go for it. Like yeah. whatever you think you want to do, just do it. And then we started to like break down without even thinking what we were doing. Yeah. And I got off the phone and he texted me and he was like, that was a really good conversation. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, I think I get vulnerable with my friends on a daily, just yeah. because. But it's a natural we, thing. We have all these really good guided conversations, not guided, but in-depth, detailed yeah. conversations about important things. Whether it's like fitness or a girl or moving. Yeah. Yeah. Or any or, or their job. Yeah. How they feel. It's just I don't know. I think it happens quite a bit. Okay. Do you have any dating advice from a male's perspective? Like, what what would you tell someone that is recently, you know, getting back out there dating and navigating that? Have fun. Have fun. Yeah. Be yourself. Be yourself. Have fun. Be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be afraid to be yourself. I think that's important. I think too many times there's, like, this big front of... Trying to be someone. Trying to impress be, someone. Try, yeah, trying to impress someone and blah, blah, blah. It's like, if... You can't be yourself the first ten minutes you meet someone. What are you gonna all of a sudden change in a exactly. month? Exactly. Like it doesn't. It just doesn't make sense. And if you do, and your true colors come out, that yeah. person's gonna be like, "Wait, what the fuck? Exactly. And, and, Who's and, this person?" Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I feel like that's such good advice. I think so many people go on first dates with like this, this need to impress, and this need. I don't know why we walk around trying to impress other people. Yeah. Like no one. If someone likes you and likes your energy, that's good. They deserve to be in your life. If they don't, why why would you care anyways? Yeah. Ugh. Okay, so your dating advice is to be yourself and have fun. And to not take it so seriously. Until it gets serious. Until it gets serious. Yeah. Okay. Um, some of these... Everyone just wants to know, like, hookups versus relationships. <laughs> Do you consider yourself more of a, like, a relationship guy? Do you think that's a thing? Do you think any guy truly just wants, like, hookups? Or do you think that's a front? I definitely think there's... I can think of one off the top of my head <laughs> right now that is, is like that. Um, but... And there's definitely guys that just, like, just want to hook up and yeah. have fun. But there's also guys that are looking more to, like, I want to settle down. Yeah. I want a girlfriend. I want to do this. But... I think the stereotype of guys out there that just want to like hook up with girls is 100% true yep. because I know people that are like that and then but also too I know people that are like I want to settle down and I want a girlfriend and I want to do this but that's when you have to remind them like okay 
don't go looking for a girlfriend. Just go out, right. have fun, do your thing, and then you'll find do one. Do your thing and know that's like what you're ready for. Yeah. If you know you tell yourself that, it's gonna come. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think also, um, do you think? I think something that like I've heard a lot recently is that like you can't change who someone is inherently. Um, and you can't change like the experiences they've had in the past. Do you believe that like there's such thing as like walking into a relationship where a guy isn't ready and being able to be the girl that fixes him or makes him ready? Or do you think people will stick to the timeline that like they're meant to be on regardless of who comes into their life or not? That was a really loaded question. Yeah. But basically like can you can you be that girl that changes a guy? Ver- yeah. Vice versa. Can yeah, you, sure. can, you think Why not? you can? Why not? I don't know, because sometimes I feel like you're such a new thing in their life, and everything that's dictating their timeline is an experience that they've experienced so long ago, you know? Yeah, but I think... Um, that's a good question. I think that there's definitely times where people will be one way and then meet someone and just like automatically all of a sudden change you just feel like I'm I need to change for this person yeah I mean my my friend was going out all the time met a girl they were together for a year and a half they just had a baby and they're getting married in the summer it's like it, it can happen and I think it's just you know, the right person comes along at the right time when you need it the most even when you don't expect it right um, what do you look for on the first few dates with a significant other? Or like someone else asked, like, what do you, you, what are the most important qualities that you and your friends have? Or is there like something that you guys all agree on? And when it comes to that, like, what do you look for in a girl? What do you look for on those first few dates, those first few hangouts? Is there something specific you're looking for? And is it something that's pretty common among your friends and guys in general? I think everyone has their own type. Like yeah. all my friends have their own like specific type. But I think something that... I look for, aside from like physical traits, it's like when I'm talking to them, they're looking me in the eye. Mm. Like, if I introduce myself and shake their hand, like how they shake my hand. Right. I think that's really important. Like, so like body language and eye contact yeah. is really important to you. Like yeah, like when I when I met Maddie, like she looked me in the eyes and she shook my hand like she was meeting the president. It was just like nice to meet you. Yeah. I'm Maddie, and it was like, <laughs> and that was like, oh, that's that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, also, too, just like how they talk. I don't know why, and it doesn't matter, but I catch myself hating doing this because I do it quite often where I say, um, or like, mm. do they say that? Right. And, and it's not like, I'm not being nitpicky, I'm yeah. just like noticing but it. But it's I'm something that's on your radar. Yeah, like, like, if you talk to them about something, do they always say, oh, that happened to me too, or... Or do they engage in more serious conversation yeah, do they care? that's interesting? Are they willing to understand and learn? Or yeah. do you tell them a story about how you met your best friend in Mexico and then all of a sudden they have been to Mexico? Or are you telling them this and then they've done that? Or, yeah. So do they care about what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Or are they just looking to have you talk so they can talk? Right. So That's interesting. Never really thought of that before, but that's so true, that like body language, eye contact... And just like your general like interest in what someone has yeah. to say is so important. Um, what is one thing you wish girls knew about guys? Well, this one's a good one. Don't run all fucking pigs. <laughs> that you're not all fucking pigs? Yeah. I don't think girls think guys are all pigs. What's I feel the, like What's the question above that? What do you look the one I just asked you, what do you look for on the first few dates of the significant other? What's the one below that? <laughs> you wanna skip this one? <laughs> What are your thoughts on dating or hooking up within the friend group? Go for it. If it's not going to ruin the friendship or like the friend group, then why not? But what if it is, you know? I think that's probably the most important thing, right? Is can you... I mean, is it going to be like, what's the word, like platonic? Is it like strictly platonic or is it just going to like ruin everything? I don't know. I mean, if I have a friend group and... You like someone in it? No. No, 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 no. I was saying, I thought you were doing like a hypothetical. Uh, If you like someone within the friend group, you'd hook up with them if you wanted to. Yeah, like I have have a group of friends and two of them have hooked up and it's fine. It's all all good. Yeah, I think that I think it's just based off of like, what do I, what what do they, like what does the guy expect and then what does the girl expect? Yeah. Like what's expected out of this? Are we just going to 
and how mature can you be and how yeah. much can you put that friend group first and that friendship first yeah. um, I think that's super important but I guess you never know what can happen but yeah. there's no point if you like someone why would you not yeah. just because you guys have mutual friends yeah. that's how I feel I don't know um, I love my boyfriend so much I have a crush on someone else <laughs> am I horrible what can I do to stop it I actually got a, a couple of questions like this um, from people, and I, you know, people, I feel like I talk about this a lot, like being in a relationship, a happy relationship, or yeah. maybe what you think is a happy relationship, and having crushes on other people, but not crushes that you want to act on, or that, like, are necessarily serious. Um, I mean, it sounds like that's a quite a, quite a serious situation. The way she worded it, with the am I horrible, I think... And what can I do to stop it? Like, she has no control over it. Okay, yeah. I think the first step is you should tell your boyfriend. Hmm because he has no idea. Right. So he's getting this false sense of appreciation from everything. Yep. So I think the first step is talking to him about it, being honest and being vulnerable and expressing that because you, it's gonna be hard for you to, and I, I believe this like truly, it's gonna be hard for you to, whoever this person is to let this fizzle out and then yeah. all of a sudden just like bottle it in for the rest of their life if they spend the rest of their life with this person because it's just going to make you feel guilty and then you're yes. going to have it on your conscience yeah and I think probably in most situations and something I think I'm just personally thinking about if I were in this situation I'm such an honest person but I think I would be nervous that if I told the guy I'm dating that I have a crush on someone else he'd run for the hills or he'd be like fuck you but like I don't know what are your thoughts on that like if you love someone so much and they come to you and they're like, hey, I, I have a crush on someone else, is your reaction to be like, well, fuck you? Or is your reaction Mine? to understand? Yeah. I guess coming from a guy's perspective. I'd be like, like why? What am I doing wrong? That you, would, wrong? you would look inward and be like, what can I do better? Yeah, like, and, or what are I you help? getting from this guy that you're not getting from me? I mean, I say that, right? I, I, I know. I'm just, I know. That, we never right? really know how we behave in these situations. Um, I, I would think that the guy would, if he was willing to stay in a relationship with you and cared about you a lot he would say like okay like why why is that happening am I doing something wrong and not to, not to make it be like a selfish thing that the guy is like bringing it all back to him but like maybe he can say like is it something that I'm doing yeah. that's making you feel like this or is it just that's how you feel well why do you feel like that okay we should figure that out we should figure it out together yeah I like that and also being like well what do you like about him because yeah. I think that could also answer the question you know what she likes about this other guy is maybe what she's not getting from her boyfriend, her current boyfriend. Um, when do you think it's okay to let a friendship fizzle or die out? <laughs> Shout out Maddie for asking this one. <laughs> um, this is a good one though. I think... Um, I don't know. And you said you've never had a friendship that fizzles out, I was right? kidding. I was kidding. Oh. Uh -oh. Um, I think like... Depends on how deep the friendship is. Like, if it's like college friends, mm. I think it's okay to let it fizzle out. Like, it's it's like when you leave college. I don't know if this happened to you. But when you leave college and like you're in a group chat with some of your college yes. friends, and then it stops, and then it gets mm -hmm. slower, and then once a year someone says something, or like, yeah. then it just dies and goes away. Like, I don't think it's necessarily letting the friendship fizzle out. I think it's just letting like the bond kind of yeah. break away because. You see that person, at least for me, like, I'll see people that I went to college with. I haven't talked to them in three years, two years. It's like, oh, hey, dude, what's up? Like, nice to see you. And it just and picks up like, where it left you know, off. Yeah. I think if it's a, like a close friendship, childhood friends, you guys grew up together, did all these things together, I think it's okay to let it fizzle out once your interests start to change. Okay. In the sense of, I'm going this way in my life, and you're going this way. Let's still communicate and be close and be friends, but eventually that's going to start to break away because then you're going to meet new people and they're going to meet new right. people. Right. So like maybe it gets to a point where you're going down such different paths yeah. that you need to be okay with knowing that your paths aren't going to cross and letting them sure fizzle out. Do you ever have you ever felt like you've outgrown a friendship yeah. or a group of friends? And I feel like do I'm you, doing that right now. Really? Yeah. And how do you like? How are you dealing with that? Or how are you kind of letting that? letting the distance grow or kind of the same thing you just said like letting it you know yeah I I think um, different interests are bringing are putting us in two different directions right 
and I think that as time goes on, the more we each start to go down separate paths, it's it's gonna fizzle itself out. Yeah. But I also believe that if you want to keep the friendship, like it's an effort. Like friendship is literally like solely an effort thing. Yeah, I think it's like any relationship yeah. really is how much how much do you care about that person, exactly. and in turn, how much effort will you be putting in for that person? Yeah, like my best best friends, like I call them every single day, mm-hmm. like six times a day. Like really? Facetime. Like you I, Facetime your best friends six times a day. Yeah. Wow. Like, for example, I'll FaceTime my friend Matt eight times a day. Like, we'll FaceTime in the morning, and then he'll, like, randomly call me when he's driving, and then I'll call him when I'm, like, walking. What do you guys talk about? Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Like, we'll sit there and, like... I'll like have I my you guys did I'll like this. have my phone propped up like this and like I'll be like working and he'll be driving. That's so cute and wholesome. Yeah. That boys do that. I didn't know that was a thing. I don't do that with any of my girlfriends. But also like I, I don't think I would want to just sit there and like type. I mean but that's... for the most part we talk, but I mean like there'll be times where like I'll be like writing an email and he's like has to, he's like FaceTime me, I'll be like, hold on and I'll like have the phone there for like it'll be like five minutes of like, oh shit, I forgot you were here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think um, yeah. What was your question? I don't know. I think, when do you know if it's okay to let a friendship fizzle out? But I think you answered that, yeah. you know, when you start to go down those different paths. And I think, I think for, for the most part, I think a friendship, you'll see that, like, the, the amount of effort each person puts in, like, you're usually on the same page. Yeah, Like, when one person feels it, the other person feels it. And it just kind of lets yeah. itself fizzle out. Like, but, wait, question. If you have a friend who is hitting you up all the time, hitting you up all the time, like wants to do stuff you don't want to do is super different from you you guys are going down those separate paths how do you get your space how do you tell them hey like I don't want to hang out all the time fuck off that's what you're gonna do (laughs) (laughs) like I in the sense of I don't want the friendship to be there anymore or like I just don't want to hang out I guess like you want boundaries like how do you create boundaries with friends that maybe don't I thought you meant like let's go on a hike I'm like no no fuck off um, no, I meant just like how do you create boundaries with those people who maybe don't feel that reciprocation, like that lack of effort, and like think that there's still something there, you know, that might be bigger than it is. Yeah, you know? I've had people in my life where I've distanced myself from on purpose, and it all comes down to I think the way that I handled it was just kind of hey, you you around this weekend? No, I'm busy. Like I got something yeah. to do. Okay, cool, let's get together soon. All right, yeah, I'll let you know. Right, and putting it on, on your terms, like you'll yeah. let him know when you want to hang But I don't want to make it come off as like me being like selfish about it. But then the more they like call me or, or text me, I'm just very much just like, hey dude, like I'm busy. Or if they ask to hang out, I just basically say yeah. no. And I think eventually they'll get the hint And I think, thing. not not eventually, I don't want them to like get the hint. Like I'm not, I'm not hinting I don't want to hang out with you. Like but, I'm telling you I don't want to. Yeah. And I think um, there's there has been people in my life where I've been told by other people that are very, very, very close to me mm-hmm. that I need to stop being around certain people. Right. And at first, it's like, who the fuck are you to tell me that? Mm-hmm. Like, who are you to tell me that I shouldn't be with this person yeah. or hanging around these people, rather? But then, that's one of your closest friends telling you yes, that. Yes, that is one of the people that you trust the that's most. That's one of your best friends, like your brother telling yes. you that. And then all of a sudden it's just like, well shit, why do you think that? And then you start to, oh, really? I don't see it. Yeah. Okay, maybe maybe you're right. And then you start to pay attention to that stuff. And yeah. then you start to say, oh, this is right. This is how I feel when I'm with this person. I do get angsty when I'm hanging around them. Why do I feel like that? So then you just start to dis- distance yourself and then eventually the friendship dies out like I don't want anyone to dislike me that I was yeah. friends with I mean people don't like me people don't like you you know it just it happens right. like I don't give a shit not everyone's gonna see you exactly through, like, but like what you I think that if I see you hey what's up dude nice to see you man but like I don't want to sit there and know how your life is yeah. as selfish as that sounds but like I don't think that's selfish I think that's taking care of yourself I think yeah. at the end of the day like when if we have to choose one person it's got to be ourselves 
and I think you said something earlier where like it's actually really you said the unitarianism egotistical yeah, utilitarian like, you doing things for yourself and being selfish is actually in turn gonna like Impact be better for people. everyone yeah. else because if you're pouring from an empty glass you're not gonna be the best version of yourself and yeah. I think that's really really important I think a lot of the times we go around life caring what everyone else thinks mm -hmm. and like reacting to other like things other people say instead of being like well how do I feel yeah. and what do I want to do like why am I going on this trip when I have no desire to to make other people happy and that's something that I've learned in the past two years mm -hmm. and um, I've gotten to the point where like if you're not on like I, I wrote this the other day and I don't remember exactly how I worded it like I've got to the point where it's like I don't care mm -hmm. like if you I just don't want to like please other people in the sense of like just I'm, to please other people yeah I mean it, it depends like obviously like I want to please my girlfriend in the sense of like making her as happy as possible mm -hmm. right even if I'm like not in a good mood like that's different but I think I've gotten to the point where I don't have a problem saying no or telling someone no mm -hmm. or telling someone how I feel about something that I don't want to do because I don't want I would rather say no than give them like a half-hearted yes yeah and then resent low-key resent them and yourself for it yeah like my boys all the time like Let's go travel. Like, let's go. Let's go here. Let's go. Let's go on this like twenty mile hike. I'm like, fuck you. No, I don't want to do that. And he's just like gets mad at me. He's like, why don't you like to travel? Like, why do you like to do this? I'm like, let's go do jujitsu. Let's exactly. go surf. Yeah. He's like, no. I'm like, exactly. Exactly. At the end of the stay day, in your lane, and I, yeah, stay in your lane, and I'll stay in mine. And it's just like, I think the other day I wrote like, if you're not willing to hop in my train, then I'll just run you over, or something like that. In the sense of just like, if you can't agree or if you can't like appreciate or understand that yeah. I don't want to do certain things and like you don't want to do certain yeah. things and like we're always going to butt heads and it's never going to be a healthy relationship or friendship because you're not able to understand where I'm coming from because it's always like I want to do this why won't you yeah exactly you know it's I mean? super one-sided yeah. yeah my friend always says if you're either with me or you're in the way. Facts. And I think that's like, it's so true though. Yeah. Like, if, fly with me, was it fly with me or get flown over? Yeah, exa like exactly. Yeah. But it, it is really true. And it's not, no one says those things in like a mean way. Yeah. Or like, but like, it's so fucking important to do what you want to do. You're going to hate yourself. You're going to hate the people that are making you do those things. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be a pretty miserable person. Yeah. And I think that's a really important life lesson that we can all take from. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's for sure. Um, that's pretty much all the questions. I left out a few that are just irrelevant, but um, the last question I have as a guy, like with mental health, is like, do you ever think there's a situation where you should ignore your emotions and not feel all the emotions that are like coming at you? Do you ever think it's healthy or beneficial to repress emotion? Sure. Or bottle it? Yeah, I do. I think in like more of like a physical sense, in the sense of. I'm a big believer in doing the right thing even when it's like hard. Yep. So I believe that if you don't want to do something because it's because you're tired or because you feel like you're going to hurt someone or because of whatever it might be, but it's the right thing to do, I think that's when you have to put those aside and just take care of it mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of things and a lot of times that we are people pleasers and we try to do things that won't hurt other people but at the end of the day like we go home and we go by ourselves and we're like fuck like I I feel this like blah, blah, blah. like I, I feel like anxious and I feel tired but I think that if you need to do something and it's the right thing to do even when it's hard like a breakup or yeah. for a small example like one more pull up you know what I mean like if it's hard but it's the right thing to do do it in the sense of it'll make you better in the end 
and you have to always remember that the next step is the right step so whatever it is that you do so it's like if you want if, what you're saying is like if there's like an overarching feeling of something you want there's so many other feelings coming along with it do that thing mm -hmm. and like go after that thing yeah I, I think and yeah I, I believe that like we're all at the end of the day like going to be scared and tired and, and, and emotional and all these things but if you're not doing something because you want to protect your feelings and it's the wrong thing to do then I think that um, it's just not healthy because then you're going to be able to from a mental health standpoint like okay you did the right thing you did it and it was hard but now you can go back and reflect on that right and you can say okay this is how this made me feel maybe next time I do it like this yeah or maybe next time I, I, I prevent this situation because I, I stop it here. Right, right, right. Okay, that makes sense. I like that. Um, is there anything you would like to talk about that we haven't talked about? Um, or that you would like to say for the followers, for the weird Wednesdays? For the weird Wednesdays. For the, weird, the weirdos on the Wednesdays. Yeah, no, I think that if you like ever, because a lot of what you talked about was like mental health and stuff and... I think if you're a guy or a girl listening, I think it's important to put yourself out there, do things that challenge you, do things that make you scared, because you'll be better off for it. Um, always chase your best self and just don't be afraid to be vulnerable, be who you want to be, and eventually, like, everything's going to work out the, the way you want it to be. So, yeah, I mean... You deserve everything that you earn, so I just think that like being yourself is the best thing. Yeah, being true to who you are. All right, well that's it. This this was a pretty long conversation. I think this is like an hour plus. Oh yeah. But um, yeah. Thank you for coming on the podcast, Tim. We'll have to have you back at some point. Thanks for being such a good voice. He's like passed out under the table. Um, and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.